Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 1019 News Talk STL. We are going to go live to Iowa and talk to Republican uh, political strategists there in Iowa, Karen Fessler. In just a moment, I want to remind you, if you missed anything from that first hour, to make sure that you are subscribed to the Colombo and Katie podcast because we put out the show as a podcast every day right after we get off the air and we put it on basically every podcast platform so if you're subscribed you'll never miss anything that happens here on the show also here in just about 15 minutes we're going to talk to Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft uh, there's a, a host of things to uh, talk to the Secretary about so very much looking forward to that conversation and of course uh, all eyes on the state of Iowa right now the Iowa caucus is a Less than a week away. Tomorrow night, Trump is holding a rally in Iowa, and Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley will be debating at Drake University in Des Moines. We'll be carrying that debate live here on News Talk STL from 8 to 10 p.m., and uh, so that is why it is a perfect day to have Karen Fessler on with us. Karen, uh, thank you, as always, for your time, and I mean, I feel like things are busy here in Missouri in the news uh every day i would imagine that uh it is crazy time there in iowa so thanks uh, as always for being with us how are you hi tony thank you thank you for inviting me on it's it's, it's good everything's good <laughs> good deal good deal so um you know we've talked to karen many times over the years you can hear her as a regular also with uh, tim jones and chris arps uh here on news talk stl and uh karen yeah with uh, the uh, debate and rally tomorrow and then the Iowa caucus on Monday. Um, uh, before we get into specifics of the, the candidates in general, um, are the people, uh, the voters in Iowa motivated? Do you feel like there's going to be strong turnout, a lot of participation uh, in the caucuses on Monday? There have been some projections that, you know, we could have up to 200,000 people participate in the caucus. I don't think we're going to make that. But um, the two, 2016 caucus, we had over 160,000 participants. And I think we're easily going to make that. So there's going to be very, very good participation. For people that don't um, keep up with politics, I don't think that people realize just how um, how busy the state of Iowa is and how much time and Money and campaigning is spent. I am sure that you have seen every big politician (laughs) in the country over the last uh, year or so. And uh, what has that been like specifically here in the in the last couple of weeks? You know, well, being crunch time before the uh, caucus. The surrogates are coming in. Um, Governor DeSantis has his surrogates here. Uh, uh, Congressman Chip Roy from Texas and Congressman Massey is, are both here. In fact, they're sort of holding the fort for the governor because he had to go back to Florida to open his legislation legislative session because he still is the governor of Florida. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. DeSantis stayed here in Iowa and she's doing events up here as well. Um, Donald Trump had some surrogates who were supposed to be here. Roseanne Barr was coming in and also Governor Mike okay. and Governor Sarah Huckabee were coming. But the weather up here has precluded them from being able to get here for their event. Mm. 
So, you know, it's, it's, it's been very, very busy. I was looking, I was going to go to the event with Roseanne Barr. I was looking forward to that this afternoon, but, uh, they, that event got canceled. But yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of activity and they're, they're working the state and, uh, you know, it's going to be a very, very busy six days. The, the candidates will work up until seven o'clock Monday night when the caucuses all, uh, uh, gavel in. Do you think we will have um, on on Monday night? Will we have some result? You know, these days it it used to, you know, election night used to mean that uh, you would go to bed with uh, with results. Uh, It's not necessarily always the uh, the case anymore in in certain states. Do you um, you, do you expect to have uh, a a lot of that information in by the time uh, we're all going to bed on Monday night? I think so. Our, uh, the Republican Party of Iowa's goal is to have the results ready for the 10 p.m. news. No. So, um, you know, remember, a caucus is a, you know, it's it's a, a small group of people and that votes are counted right there. We don't have to, you know, won't have any hanging chads or <laughs> any machines that, you know, don't work correctly. It's all, you know, paper and pencil stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, you know, the votes get counted. A representative from each uh, campaign is there watching as the votes get counted and uh, it all gets reported back to Des Moines and like I said their goal is to have it for the 10 o'clock news if not sooner. So all the uh, the, the the polling if you go to you know any, like a website like Real Clear Politics and look at the most recent polling or the you know the conglomeration of of all of it continues to show a a massive lead for President Trump. Of course, the campaigns of Governor DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley are saying that uh, those polls are not the case and it's a lot closer than 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 those polls indicate. Um, I'm not asking you to predict results, but do you expect that do you expect it to be closer than what has been reported by those polls or do you think there could be a um, a wide margin of victory uh, on Monday? I I really expect it to be a lot closer than what the polls are showing. Yeah. One of the things I was reading through the last Des Moines Register poll, which came out the middle of December, and when you look at the cross tabs on that, what they didn't report, which you don't hear on Fox and Newsmax and every place else, is that 50% of the people that were polled were still undecided. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that, wow. that's a big chunk of people. Yeah, no kidding. So, Karen, when we talk about 50% of people uh, voting that are undecided, how hopeful should someone like Nikki Haley or how hopeful should someone like a Ron DeSantis feel? Because those the polling for, I guess I would even qualify them as the number twos in the race. Those have been all over the place as well. So what does that what does that mean for a Nikki Haley or a Ron DeSantis? Well, I I think it means that, you know, they they're. They still have a very viable, they both still have very viable campaigns. Mm -hmm. And um, there typically always are three tickets out of Iowa. And uh, you can ask President Huckabee and President Santorum and (laughs) President Cruz how winning the Iowa caucus helped their campaigns. So anyway, um, but but I'm just saying, you know, I, I think they have every reason to be hopeful that they will do well in this caucus. 
talking to I Karen. I saw some data this morning that when George W. Bush ran here in 2000, yeah. he only got like 42% of the vote. Oh, really? Goodness. Wow. And he that, was a showing from the moment he announced. Yeah. Talking to Karen Fessler, Iowa Republican political strategist about the Iowa caucus uh, coming up on Monday. I can't believe that we are... Uh, finally here uh, at this point on the calendar where we're going to finally start uh, the election process. Um, It it kind of to tail on to Katie's question there, Karen, um, do you feel the momentum like on the ground there? Do you do you feel like one or maybe a couple of these candidates messages are breaking through more than another like it just you know just temperature of the air you know what's who's got the wind at their back you know i i, I think that all you know the three front runners president trump governor DeSantis, ambassador haley you know all three of them have run fairly good campaigns president trump hasn't been here as much as he probably should have been mm. but he really ramped it up this past weekend and went across the state doing rallies And, you know, this is when people have started to pay attention. You know, we're through with the holidays. The football championship has been decided. So, you know, for the next week, people here in Iowa who are so inclined to do this are going to start focusing. And I know the numbers are growing at the events. Um, Governor DeSantis the other day, or I think it was Sunday, made a stop in just a restaurant. It was announced he was just going to stop there for a meet and greet had over 300 people show up to see him Wow! and you know that you know um that those are those are good signs to have karen when we talk about this morning governor miss uh ambassador haley had a fair crowd i mean we're in the middle of a major snowstorm up here you know most of the state is covered with a foot of snow but she had an event and had about 50 people show up this morning so, you know, that's something, you know, in that way, too. Karen, you must have read my mind because what I really wanted to talk to you about was the size of these rallies, the size of the events that we're seeing right now play out on national television. You know, whenever Trump usually rallies, it's a concert. It's humongous. He's it looks like he's selling out thousands of seats. Is that kind of what's happening in Iowa still to this day? I mean, the the smaller events are still very, very significant. But when you look at Trump and whenever he does his campaign rallies, are we still seeing that gusto and that momentum happening that used to be monstro- a, a huge fanfare event that was behind Trump? One of the things that I'm finding with, with uh, President Trump with his um, venues, he's going to much smaller venues here. Than, than, you know, than some of the venues he's done. Of course, you're not going to do an outdoor rally in Iowa in January. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he is having to move indoors. But I know he was in Clinton, Iowa over the weekend, which is on the eastern part, in the eastern part of the state. It's right along the Mississippi River. You know, it's a, it's not a huge town, huge city. And, you know, the venue that they had there and from what I was told, he had about, you know, 500 people and almost that much outside who couldn't get in. So, you know, I think, you know, he has those same kind of mega rallies. I still think a lot of the people that are going to Trump events are going 
you know, for curiosity more than anything else. <sighs> kind of like what we addressed right at the beginning. It does sound like there is a lot of uh, excitement and uh, hopefully that translates into a lot of participation on Monday. You mentioned the weather a couple of times. Do you, do you, is it a possibility that the weather plays a role uh, probably in the, in maybe the debate and the rallies tomorrow, but any reason to believe that the weather could play a role uh, on Monday? It's going to be cold Monday. It's going to be below zero in the morning, and then I think it's going to get up to a balmy ten degrees. All tonight. right. But, you know we're, you know we're used to that here. That's you know, and and look, I, I'm a St. Louis girl, born and raised. I've only lived in Iowa for thirty years, and for the last thirty winters, I've complained to my husband about the cold Iowa winter. But <laughs> anyway, but no, I think for the most part, Iowans are going to uh, show up and do what we're known for doing, and that is start the process we are first in the nation we take that very seriously and it's very important to us and we're very proud of it and so they will show up on monday night karen really appreciate your time as always and uh, the insights on the ground there in the state of iowa and i would imagine that we will be talking to you again soon maybe on monday or next week as we digest the uh the, the results from the iowa caucus and uh, you'll be able to hear karen again tomorrow afternoon with uh, tim and chris so really appreciate all of the information uh that you provide us here at news talk stl have a great rest of your day my friend Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Katie. Great to talk to you. you bet. Back Thank at you. you. Great stuff there from Karen Fessler. And, and you know, that big takeaway for me from that conversation, from that most recent uh, uh, poll down there that when she said that uh, 50% of the voters re- still reported as undecided, that puts a whole lot more um, uh, impetus on Trump's rally tomorrow and the debate tomorrow between yeah. DeSantis and Haley. Mm-hmm. If it, there are if if half the Republican voters in the state of Iowa are still undecided, you know, we were talking yesterday about has everybody, you know, what is the impact of this debate tomorrow? Have people made up their minds and is it, you know, too late for one of these candidates to break through? Maybe that is the case in some places, but it doesn't sound like that's the case in Iowa. So not at all. I, I mean, I'm shocked. Yeah, that too. puts a lot more. That puts a lot m- more importance on the performance of of Haley and DeSantis tomorrow, and you know whatever Trump does at his. How many people have been rally. left out of the polls too? Now yeah. we we have these measurements of the polls. I mean, that's super interesting. How many people have been left out? Yeah, man. Uh, again, we'll be carrying that debate tomorrow night, starting at 8 o'clock, 8 to 10 tomorrow night. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis debating at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa, and you can hear it live here on News Talk STL. All right, we are going to switch from Iowa back here to the state of Missouri, and we're going to talk to Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. He joins us next on Colombo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Great information live from the ground there in Iowa from uh, Karen Fessler in that last segment. Uh, Again, if you want to make sure that you never miss anything, all the great conversations that we have here on Columbo and Katie, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, The Perfect New Year's Resolution. 
because we put the show as a pod out as a podcast right after we get off the air every day and uh, on all every podcast platform. So whatever your favorite platform is, just make sure you are subscribed to Columbo and Katie, and you'll never miss any of the great conversations that we have with big names like. The Secretary of State of the State of Missouri, Jay Ashcroft, who is on the line with us now. Uh, Mr. Secretary, really appreciate your time this afternoon, as always. Um, anything going on with you yeah. recently? <laughs> no, nothing going on. Not at all. Just trying to move Missouri forward and uh, fighting the forces of evil to do that. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you bet, as as always. And uh, first, let me just say that I am uh, very happy to, have, uh, to know that uh, – after what happened to you and your family uh, over the weekend uh, with the swatting incident, that everybody is okay. That um, I don't think I, I think that um, by and large, uh, the general public is not fully aware of what that uh, action is. And, you know, when you give it a little name like swatting, you know, people can just, you know, they, they assign whatever you know, description to that that they want. And uh, I think many people don't realize just how intense and just how dangerous those types of situations can be. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's really good to know that you guys are are safe and uh, everything after that situation. Well, it wasn't a good situation. It's a situation that I would hope no Missourians would go through. Um, but the bright part about it was that the Jefferson City Police Department did a phenomenal job. They were professional. They were firm. They were calm. They were a lot calmer than I was. And um, I'm just uh, so thankful that we have a well-trained police board that would uh, deal with something the way they did. And I'm sorry they had to. I'm sorry that someone called in and said that uh, I'd shot my shot and killed my wife and shot my, some of my kids. And, you know, I really worry about the fact that there were other people that needed the police when they thought they had to come to my house to stop a very violent situation. But uh, really thankful for how the Jeff City Police handled it. Yeah. And as we were talking about yesterday, uh, this is this swatting, this this action has been and kind of started on the internet, particularly with live streamers on websites like YouTube and Twitch and, you know, people trying to, uh, uh, you know, watch a live stream and, and call the police and get, you know, take, I guess, some kind of pleasure in watching their, you know, something that they did, you know, play out live on, uh, on a live stream. So it's kind of been in that internet culture is where this started. It's very scary to me and, uh, again, dangerous that this is now crossing over into a, a, a more mainstream action. And I know it's very difficult to track these people, but if when we do catch them, I certainly hope that the maximum force of the law is brought down on on people who commit these these actions because people can get killed from from swatting uh, and they have been killed and so we need to stop it. The person that swatted can get hurt and then if police think they're going to a swatted incident and yet it truly is a real hostile situation they might get hurt. Um, so it is dangerous for both police officers and for the people who are swatted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talking to Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, uh, also wanted to uh, talk to you about, uh, you're, you're in the headlines today after uh, an interview on CNN yesterday, and I I think that, uh, you know, have, having seen the interview and uh, read a lot of the stories, um, 
there's there's a lot of of misinformation, at least in my opinion, a uh, a description of events that isn't uh, quite accurate. Um, uh, I, there's other things I want to talk to you about as we go through this conversation. So uh, you know, I just want to kind of uh, speed through some of these, but uh, I, I'm sure that you have seen that same reaction throughout the day. I just wanted to kind of uh, uh, clear up some of the maybe misconceptions about that. Uh, when it comes to the presidential ballot in the state of Missouri, this conversation that we've seen play out in Colorado and Maine and other states about taking Donald Trump off the ballot and the legality of all of that, what is your what is your opinion of that and whether that should be happening or not throughout the country and, of course, in the state of Missouri? I think it's terrible. I think that what Maine did, what Colorado did were terrible. They took an individual off the ballot without due process. That should never happen. Secretaries of state, election authorities should not be able to make that decision. That decision should have to be made in a court of law with due process. And that's why the Supreme Court has to step in and stop this. Because if they don't, then that same standard will be applied equally to Republicans and Democrats. And that's not good for our country. A lot of headlines say that you uh, have threatened to take Joe Biden off the ballot in the state of Missouri. It, is that is that true? And what is the and what is the what is your opinion in that in that regard? <laughs> All I have said is that if those are the rules that we play by, if the Supreme Court says no, as a Secretary of State, you have a responsibility to take people off the ballot just because of allegations, then it's not going to stop with, with Donald Trump. It's going to be applied to everyone equally, and we will all regret that maneuver. Yeah. We should not have Secretaries of State doing that, and we should not remove people based on allegations alone. I think it's so important to, to clear that up because, uh, you know... Th- when you say something like, uh, hey, if it's if if secretaries of state can remove a presidential candidate due to allegations, what's to stop me or any other secretary of state of taking Joe Biden off the ballot? And that is a much different statement. And I'm not saying that's exactly what you said, but that is a much different statement and a much different opinion than threatening to remove a candidate from the ballot it's a that, that those are two very different things in my opinion well i think it shows how wrong what they did to donald trump is when the when the liberals and the democrats well, no, you can't use that same standard on us no that's the point of our government we're supposed to have the same standard mm-hmm. for everyone Secretary, Mr. Secretary, whenever we look at things like the word impeachment, when we look at the things like insurrection, we're seeing a lot of the Democrats use this language. In fact, I saw a clip of AOC on one of the Sunday morning shows, I believe it was on MSNBC, saying that now Republicans are weaponizing the idea of impeachment when it comes to (laughs) President Biden. What are your thoughts on someone like AOC saying, having the audacity to say something like this? Well, she has no credibility. She has no sense of right and wrong. This is someone that has been in league with supporting Palestinian terrorists over uh, Jewish civilians that just want to live in peace. Uh, It is scary that she has been elected to Congress, but unfortunately, I think she actually represents the part of New York she comes from. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Secretary, right before we were talking to you, we were talking to our friend Karen Fessler. 
who is a Republican political strategist in the state of Iowa. Of course, the uh, Iowa caucus is just yes. days away. Um, and for, I think, a lot of a lot of people across the country, the only time that they say the word caucus or even think about caucusing is when we're talking about the Iowa caucus. But there is uh, that is going to be the uh, the 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 new uh, primary system here in the state of Missouri. And I know that uh, that you are on a, a mission to make sure that, that voters across the state are informed and understand what is happening with our primary process this week or this year. Um, so uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, get that message out and and um, and get that information to uh, the people listening. Well, I really appreciate it. The uh, Missouri State Senate in 2022 amended the election bill uh, to get rid of the uh, presidential preference primary. So this year, the state will not be running the selection process for the presidential nominees. That will be done individually by whatever rules they create by the Missouri Republican Party, the uh, Missouri Democrat Party, and the Missouri Libertarian Party. We have contact information for all of those parties up on our website and a little bit of information that they have sent us about how they will be choosing their presidential nominees. I want to encourage every Missourian to reach out to which of those parties pertains to them to find out how they can be involved. Uh, the first involvement possible is for Republicans on March 2nd. Uh, Democrats are meeting after the Republicans about uh, two-thirds of the way through March. But I want the people of Missouri to call the statewide organizations, find out how they can be involved, and make sure their voice is heard and they're part of picking the next president of the United States. Yeah, and, and you know, especially right now, we're it, as we were talking to Karen, as we've talked to people across the country, I think that more and more people are are participating and voting in primaries and, and you know, being politically active. And one of the things that um, I think is a worry or uh, maybe a, 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 a allegation when it comes to caucuses is that it limits participation. And again, I know this, this this was not your decision. This isn't something that you did or even necessarily supported. But it, it, you're also, you know, uh, you, you know, talking to voters on a, on a regular basis. What has been um, uh, what what is the what was the the reason for this switch and how are uh, Missouri citizens reacting to it. It, it, it. Are they excited about it? Yeah, I, I think it was done. Uh, there were concerns about the fact that Democrats could vote in the Republican primary and Republicans could vote in the Democrat primary and the vice versa with the Libertarian Party. So I think there were people that liked the idea of having a caucus where Republicans voted in the Republican uh, selection process, Democrats in the Democrat process. I think they liked the idea of saving $10 million for the taxpayers. Uh, there were concerns about when the races were. We had the uh, presidential primary and the uh, municipal elections were close enough together that that caused problems. I think there was also a hope that if we moved the, the selection process forward, uh, it's right now before Super Tuesday, that presidential candidates would say, hey, we need to go to Missouri to get those delegates. The hope was that it would make Missouri more important in the process. Um, having said that, I don't think that that's been messaged well by the parties or by the, the Senate, really, that pushed this change. Um, I do think there are concerns about whether or not 
people will be able to participate. You know, if you're one of our finest young men or women that Uncle Sam has sent across the world, how do you participate in a caucus as opposed to a primary? So I think there will be a lot of discussion after this to decide if this is the direction we want Missouri to continue in or if we want to move back to a primary and actually make it a primary where the people's votes the actual delegates. Uh, almost out of time, so I hope we can get you back on sometime really soon. We're talking to Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft. Uh, last question for now. I know that uh, obviously election integrity has been a big conversation throughout the country, and it's something that you have worked very hard on uh, here in the state of Missouri. Are there any um, uh, any any changes or any information in that regard uh, that people should know about that uh, uh, you know that it, it affects this coming election that maybe wasn't a part of previous ones. You know, there haven't been any new changes since 2022, but I've talked to legislators that are interested in helping us to make our audit process uh stronger to make sure that from a statutory standpoint, when we do those audits, that has to be a hand count of the ballots. We've looked at making uh, voter registrations expire. We're looking at trying to require citizenship to re- proof of citizenship to register and to vote. All sorts of things like that we can do to make our elections more secure and have Missouri continue to lead the nation as the gold standard for elections. And what is the best way for people to keep up with everything that you're working on there in your office and also obviously with the campaign uh, if they want to keep up with jay ashcroft how they do it on the the official side missouri mosos missouri secretary of state or sos.mo.gov on the unofficial side ashcroft for missouri or at jay ashcroft mo thank Great you stuff. so much yeah mr secretary and i'll make thank sure you. to tell uh, vic porcelli that you once again said that i was your favorite italian here at news talk Just wish him a happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> thank you mr secretary thank you, thanks for your time hope thank to talk you. to you again soon thank you great stuff there from the secretary of state and man i'm actually we got through a lot there. Oh, my gosh. He's got yeah. a lot going he's, on. Yeah, he's been very busy. There's a and lot happening with yeah, him. Yeah, I'm glad that we talked about that uh, that interview. What perfect timing to have mm-hmm. him on right after that interview uh, yesterday because uh, I'm not saying it was it, it was a great interview on either side, but uh, the, a lot of the reports that are out yeah, there, and there are a up. lot, are mm-hmm. not, uh, not a true characterization of... Of, of that conversation or what happened. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Columbo and Katie back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Don't forget to keep it right here for the O'Reilly Report next. Then the Tim Jones and Chris Arp Show at 4. And then Larry Connors USA at 6. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us here at 1019 and 941 News Talk STL.